what motivates you to work out? And not just working out, continue to work out, I'm guessing, correct? You know, I mean... Because you were in a bad place for a while, and you said what helped you was you thought about one thing at a time. Well, and, and that was... And that's, that was a later thought that I had and stuff. The initial motivation that I had for working out was obviously, you know, one, you know, there's never ever, like, people think that it's just going to happen, right? That just one day they're going to wake up and that everything's going to be better and that, you know, they're just going to want to work out and stuff every single day, you know? And everyone that actually, you know, wake up, wakes up and puts in the work and stuff, they say the same thing. You know, one day it just had to be done. You know, I just had to do it. And that's the same for everyone because, you know, there is no... There is no motivation that's going to be there every day, you know. You yeah. gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta make sure that you get in here and stuff. But once you've had enough, you know, you everyone has that threshold. You know, once you hit that threshold, it's either either you're done or you're gonna fight back. You know, either you're totally defeated or you. You everyone has that one moment that once they get there, it's yeah. either you're done or you're gonna come back, right? I mean, ultimately, you know, I was just sick and tired of hating the way I looked. You know. Because the way I looked on the outside, it really didn't reflect the way I felt on the inside. I mean, still to this day, I mean, you know, for the last two and a half years, I have literally put my heart and my soul into working out. You know, I show up, I put the work in and I've stuff like that, it, right? Yeah. And, you know, and that's that was one of the hardest things for me is like, even from, I even ended up gaining weight, right? So, so I'm not like, I don't come from a background of like physical fitness. Obviously, I grew up on a farm and stuff. And, you know, I have that background of working hard and stuff, but like, I never understood the steps and the requirements it takes in order to make sure that you're physically healthy as a person. And it's really, really hard. And I think that's, it, it can be overwhelming sometimes. And this gets back to the point that you were talking about there and I was talking about earlier is, you know, you got to take things in life one step at a time, right? And that's such, I mean, my dad said that, everyone says it, but what does that actually really mean? You know what I'm saying? No one actually understands or takes the time to really think about that structure. What it means is like so many people get caught up in doing so many different things at a time, right? So obviously like like I had issues with making my bed, cleaning my room, making sure everything was clean around me, eating right, right? Making it to the gym, right? And I was focused on so many different things. I would skip the gym. I wouldn't make it here a couple of days. I would eat bad, you know? I would smoke a cigarette, right? You know, I would do these things because I would get so stressed out trying to keep all these things in a line. Six, seven, eight different things. And these are major things. You gotta think, if you're changing a bad habit, that has been a major part of your life for a certain amount of time. It's gonna take time. It's gonna even take more dedication than you, like you know that you have at that time, right? And And, and people get lost in trying to fix everything at once. What you got to do is you got to pick one thing, right? I, you know, I picked the working out, right? That was the first thing I worked on because I knew I could do that, right? You know, screw it if my bed wasn't made and stuff. Screw it if I didn't pick up after myself. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I wouldn't let myself go to shambles, but I needed to get something done. I needed to finally finish something, right? I needed to complete something, you know, and, and I hammered down on that. And I didn't end up losing, you know, obviously, like I told you before, I didn't lose much weight. I put on a lot of muscle mass and stuff, but that's still because I didn't need to, I, I didn't know how to eat right, eat correctly. But I knew one thing, if I kept coming to the gym and I kept being around the people that, you know, want me to do better, be better, everything like this, right? It was the environment that gives you the motivation to continue. That's all it's about is your environment. Because if you have a good environment, you're going to flourish and you're going to prosper, right? If you have a bad environment, it's going to, it's going to just choke you like the weeds in a garden, man. 
That's exactly what's going to happen. And I kept on going. I kept on pushing through it. And I got to the point where I'm at now is where, like I said, I feel like I feel like I could teach someone to get fit. You know, I could teach fitness and stuff now. I've got enough knowledge to understand what I'm doing now. And I've, like I said, two uh, actually three weeks ago, I started that diet, the carnivore's diet and stuff. And it's something that's worked for me, right? It's not going to work for everyone. I don't know what's going to specifically work for you, but it's worked for me, right? And within the last, oh, I just weighed myself, right? Um, down 18 and 18 and a half pounds now. So within the last three weeks, 18 and a half pounds I've lost and I've continued working out and I've continued being healthy and I feel happier. I feel better. And, you know, and, and, and that's the thing. Everyone hits plateaus and stuff. But it, maybe at that time, it's time to look at the next thing. You know, maybe you progress as far as you can with a certain object. And it's time for you. You know, once you've once you you find once you find that you can travel the same road for a while and everything's good and you're not hitting any hiccups, maybe it's time to start looking. Great job on the weight loss, too, because you said you were at the same weight for like a year. Yeah, it was absolutely like that was the hardest thing for me coming in at like every single other week and stuff. And like just I'd binge eat on the weekends. Right. I would do great during the weekdays or not even great. I would skip meals and stuff like this. I just didn't mm -hmm. understand like everyone's first initial process. If you don't know how to eat or you weren't taught how to eat as a child and stuff, you know, everyone's first process is if I don't eat, I'm going to lose weight. Right. Yeah. And, and and getting two years into this, that's the dumbest thing I could ever say. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just so dumb. And thank God I have friends like you and Phil and everyone else, you know, to make sure they tell me this, because it's so easy for someone to get something like that stuck in their mind where don't eat, lose weight, eat, gain weight. That is such a bad analogy, because, again, we were talking about this. That's the big problem. What's the little problem? Is it that you just eat at night? Right. Before you go to bed and then you go to sleep with that. Right. That's the problem. That's what you need to fix, right? It's not, you know, not looking at the big problem where eat, you know, I get big, no eat, I get skinny. That's not how it works. It's finding actually what that, what the, what, why, why is it happening? When you find that why, and I know it's so stupid, everyone's like, why do you do this? Why do you want to do that? It's a hard question, but it's a question only you can answer, and only you can answer when you get to the root of the problem. I mean, that's, that's, that's the long and the skinny of it. And like, and you know, I, I, I like how, it's not just why you work out. Everyone has a story, and yeah. you're sharing your whole entire story behind it. Well, and it's, we, we've it's talked about here. this before, and you've told me about this before. It's about backstory. You know, what What does a word have if it doesn't have backstory to it? You know, I could say door, yeah. but if you don't know what a door is, it doesn't matter, right? I feel like there's many ways for us to be happy, and I guess you were like, you looked at working out as your channel for achieving happiness, perhaps. Dude, for, that's for, why you went there. You make a good point there. I mean, for the longest time, like personally in my life, after my ex-fiance left, it was just, it was, it was hard. You know, like when you have someone that you lean on so greatly, you know, someone that you feel is like, like is, is you, right? You become one as they say and stuff. Not, you know, sometimes that's a bad thing because, you know, the best version of you is the whole you. You know what I'm saying? You shouldn't have to need anyone else to continue your survival. You know what I'm saying? And when she left me, I wasn't, I wasn't strong enough by myself. You get what I'm saying? And it just, it drove me down this spiral. And, and, you know, I always, I would always see people that were like, like physically fit. You know, I worked with a couple guys that worked out all the time, you know, just were physically fit Marines and stuff like this. And they were always happier. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, like, and just in the general, like, I just always felt like shit. I wake up in the morning, like, I started developing snoring. Um, I started to develop um sleep apnea. Is that what it is? Yeah, when you can't fall asleep. Yeah, when you're so big you that, that you, yeah, because yeah. I was so heavy and stuff that like, and from the smoking, like two packs of cigarettes a day and whatnot, I couldn't even breathe, dude. I was waking up in the morning, I was hacking up so much phlegm, and like. I couldn't Jeez, like man. I couldn't sleep through the night. I would sleep two hours or something before I had to like wake up and cough up. But you stopped smoking for a couple months now, right? Yeah, it's been probably you know, we about should make three a, or four months. Like a side topic something here like in this that. video, like how yeah. you stopped smoking, because that's huge. I'm too. gonna tell you what, that was <laughs> fucking difficult. Holy shit! Like um, I would never people ever do that again. <laughs> okay, I'm, I but... guarantee, like people listening to this one day, no matter how many, like yeah, they yeah. would benefit from how you were able to stop. Well, I'm gonna tell you this much: if I ever start smoking again, I'm not stopping <laughs> again because that was that was terrible but i don't even think i have to worry about that ever since i stopped i can't even i can't even stand the smell i can't even stand being around how, the smell how would you say you stopped obviously everything that i'm saying now and stuff is a collection of like people i've listened to people that have inspired me in my life my parents you know just a whole bunch of different people that i've taken you know pieces of information that mean something to me Right. And that's that's so I can't take claim for anything that I've done because people have done this before me. But the biggest thing I can say is follow the past people have already said, because the answers are there. You just got to find the meaning in your life. You got to stop trying to connect the, uh, the like the puzzle pieces to someone else's. It, it's your puzzle. You know, okay. it, it, that that's that's the biggest one. Right. And and once you once you follow the path and the steps and stuff, you, you, you just got to understand the biggest thing to understand is you're not going to get it right the first time. And that's what sales taught me too. You gotta take no's before you got a yes. You gotta fail so many times before you get you you get a success, right, dude? I would I, I dealt with things, and this is a side thing, right? This is what taught me how to control, you know, certain aspects of my life. Okay. I dealt highly with anxiety, and you know, I still do. You never you never get rid of anxiety and depression. It doesn't go away. You just learn to adapt to it and learn how to combat it. You know, fight back. You know, raise a stronger army that no matter what it raises, it's not gonna beat you. You know, that's the only way to do it. You can't. You can't destroy it, but you can defeat it. The reason so many people are getting medicated for anxiety and depression and stuff is because that is one of the toughest battles to fight. It's literally so hard. Like, if I wasn't so strong-willed in the beginning, that would have killed me. It was just, it was ridiculous, right? And That's like the, a silent problem that you don't really that see. No one can tell you about either because it's so internal. What you're fighting with is internal. No one will ever be able to understand that, right? Only you. And that's why it's so essential to get the tools that you need in order to build what you need to in order to defend against that. And and, and I, I took that problem like I took anything else. You got to divide and conquer. You know, and, and, and here's the biggest thing. You're not going to get it right, right? So I would I would have panic sweats, right? I would sweat when I would get in front of people and stuff. Just irrational, right? Just out of nowhere. It oh would be gosh. like I would just drench myself, right? For no reason. Just in a regular conversation. Yeah, just in the middle of a conversation, stuff like this, That's right? your anxiety? Yeah, yeah. So you know what? I, like, it just it got to the point where I couldn't be around people in, in movie theaters, nothing. Like, I was just like, you know, fuck you. Fuck you, right? And I like... Anytime it came around, I didn't hide from it anymore. If I was talking to someone, it was like, I was like, don't worry about it. I get sweats from anxiety and stuff. You know, let's oh, get you through like this. Accepted it, yeah. I guess, and... Tell them, fuck it. I don't give a shit about you. And when you told them, yeah, you it find, took, did you find it that took the it anxiety wasn't a big deal? out of the situation because I told yeah. them they know what's going on. If they don't accept that, that's not on me anymore. You got to vocalize the problem, right? Yeah. And you got to accept that it's going to happen regardless whether you want it to, right? That's the big thing. That's that's what I was explaining with the smoking. You're gonna slip up, 
you're going to fuck up. People are going to be like at work. Oh, I told you you weren't going to quit smoking. I told you this wasn't going to happen. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. But you got to keep it in your head. Yeah, one day I'm going to quit. Right. So what? So I'll get back to the smoking. I had a little off topic. There, well, one so. quick thing. When you told people that, hey, this is my anxiety. Most people didn't have a problem, problem with, with it. it. No. And that's really and, good and the to thing hear. Is, people cause... can't have a problem with it because it's just you got to understand who gives a shit what people think. But if you do give a shit what people think, the thing is, if you tell them you got a problem, nine chances in a ten, they're going to try to avoid talking about that because people do not like to talk about awkward things. Yeah, right. Sure. So they're just going to move past it. They're going to accept it. And then when you do that, when you do that, to, when you take you, I took the power away from the anxiety. I took it away. Right. Like literally, that's what I do now. If you want to if you want this was my answer to anxieties, you vocalize it, whatever you're feeling inside, whatever you feel like you can't say or it's going to be weird around other people or this and that vocalize it. But, vo but vocalize yeah. it in a way that's like like not sophisticated but educated don't make yourself look like an idiot right if you want to if you want to vocalize something think about the structure in your head then say it. you know what i'm saying like and then once you get it out it, it's done even if it felt awkward saying it or anything keep moving on with your day don't stop and focus there it, you said it you vocalized it yeah. it's real to the world they understand your situation you understand your situation you're on the same playing field so keep going and, that, and that's what you that's what you got to do about that and the smoking. Like, Let's get back on the smoking there real quick, right? So I was smoking like a pack and a half, two packs of cigarettes a day. It was unhealthy as shit. Like, I mean, I'm telling you, my life a year ago was so, like, even two years, three years ago, like, dude, I would smoke so many cigarettes that, I, like, in a week, me and my ex-fiance would feel like a trash bag. You know what I'm saying? Like, not a trash bag. Not like, like, oh, uh, yeah, like one of them, yeah. I had to clarify yeah. there. Jeez. I mean, it's still bad, but it's not as bad. Yeah. Jesus. Um, and uh, so it was bad. It was just horrible. I, I honestly, if I would have kept down that path, I would be I would be bad. In a couple mm. of years, three, four years, I would be dead. It would have been over. And um, I, probably God wouldn't let me die. Never mind. I redact on that statement. He doesn't, mm. he won't let me die. It's crazy. But and you, you coming to the gym and working out helped you be healthier, and maybe that helped you. Well, being around the people and too. that was there's many different factors that play into it right you gotta understand the universe is just a bunch of random causes that eventually yeah, line up not right just one thing it's exactly not just working out it's the people exactly you as it's well. so many different and i'm things. sure phil probably helped you with oh the amen phil, phil's the yeah. biggest most annoying asshole in there to me <laughs> he's like why are you doing this why are you doing this you gotta stop that that's stupid but you know how many he actually i per, I, I say phil is one of the people that got me to quit smoking because it would always, whenever I was doing it, he'd just be like, why are you doing that? You make, you know, sometimes you need a person that's friend enough to make you feel bad about yourself. And, and that's, but that's pertaining to my situation and stuff. Gideon, this is amazing. Like hearing like your story and like everything in it. Oh, I appreciate it, man. Like I've focused my life on figuring out who I am and the power that I have with and my truth. You know, who I really am at my core and stuff. Because I think that's the only thing that I care about. I don't care about, you know, what God to believe in. I don't care about how much money I got to make and this stuff. You know, what it really comes down to for me is like, how am I going to, who, I want to know who I am. And not only do I want to know who I am, I want people to know who I am too. In a good way. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like every person that I come in contact with, 
I wanted to be as pure and as 100% true as possible. I wanted to be 100% me. You know, when I talk to everyone, and even in here and stuff, like I love this environment opposed to the sales environment because I actually get to have conversations with people. You know, people aren't angry, they aren't upset, they're not thinking I'm gonna sell them something, right? When people come in here, like, you know, I, like I've gotten people, there was this one girl, I'll tell you this, this one girl in there, um, she's got OCD, right? I can tell because, you know, she looks down, she won't step on cracks, she doesn't talk to anyone, always keeps the earphones on, always looks exactly straight, doesn't move her mouth or face and stuff, bad. You can tell it's bad, right? And for the last two weeks, I mean, she always comes in every day, she works out, and she's like very, 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 like, faithful with it, right? Give her mad props. And I would say, hi, how are you doing? Have a good workout. Every single day, she would never look at me, never say anything. Yesterday, I said, hey, how you doing? I hope you have a good workout. And she said, hi. And I'm like, I got you. <laughs> See, I got you. See, that's the thing. People, like, and, and, and my biggest thing, too, is, like, I want people to be able to express it, things like this around me. See, the biggest, yeah. the biggest issue I have with people in general is that they're too afraid to really say how they feel. You know, they yeah. and they don't even know how they feel themselves because so many, like even my parents are a good example and this is what I have to deal with. You know, kick your kids out at 18, smoke weed, they're evil, they're the gods, you know, fucking devil's children, you know. I wasn't allowed to play Pokemon growing up because it had evolution and stuff, right? So, and you gotta understand, this is the way they were taught. You know, it's, it's not, I guess it's not necessarily like, it is their fault at a certain point because they continue to think that way and whatnot. But like, I want people to be able to be themselves. Because my mom, you know, because she thought that she had to quit school, that she couldn't do all this stuff. Like my mom had, was on track to have so many with different degrees. She's the smartest woman I know. She wanted to finish veterinary school, you know, everything like this, right? And she had my brother and she's like, I gotta drop out, I gotta take care of the kids, I gotta do all this. She's the most unhappiest, smartest woman I've ever met in my life. She's absolutely sour all the time, right? And it's because she was never who she really wanted to be. And that's because she was afraid to take the reins from reality and actually carve out her own destiny. And it, like people people think they're all compacted by the schematic the schematics of like society. You're not. You gotta learn that standing you hold the cards, mm -hmm. right? You know, like you deal the deck. You are dealer and player. You know, no one else holds it for you. I guess sometimes it starts with you sharing how you feel with others. Amen. You know, what I get from this is working out is healthy, but what's also healthy is sharing your personal feelings and exactly. talking to people around you. Yeah. Exactly. And that's, that's like well, the that's mental aspect of it, I guess. Human connection. You know, that's, I think that's, I really do believe that's what everyone strives for. You know, like, I mean, I'll tell you a thing, like, I wasn't hugged a lot as a child, right? I wasn't touched a lot. We weren't kissed. We weren't, it was very, very, you know, farm. You know, you just worked, you didn't, you did what you got to do and stuff. And, you know, I have issues being hugged or hugging people and stuff, right? And, you know, one thing, like, as stupid as that sounds, like, you know, just hugging someone, it just, like, I know there's science behind it as far as your endorphins and your dopamine and chemicals and stuff like that. But you ever been hugged by someone you really like or care about? It's, it's a very warm feeling. Yeah. You know, it really is. And it's a feeling of connectivity and stuff. And, like, that is, like... That is what's given off through social settings. Like even when you're talking to a group group of friends, you know, a handshake, just just these human things, these human connections and stuff that means so much to us. They really do because most people don't care what other people think, but they want they want they want to bring something to the table. 
They want to have value. Everyone wants to have value in, you know, what's not, not that they care what someone thinks, but they want to have value as a person. And that's the thing, you know, I want to do everything in my life to try and bring value to what I'm doing. You know, I did a whole bunch of, you know, shit, like when I was younger and stuff, even a year ago and whatnot, I still feel like that I, even now, I still feel like sometimes I say a lot of shit, but I'm not about it. And that was the biggest thing that pissed me off. I think that was it. You know, that was probably my day when, when, when I finally just snapped and I said, I got to do this is because, you know, I, no one likes a hypocrite, right? And I was the biggest hypocrite because I knew what I could do inside would be so beneficial to other people. And not only with that, it would be beneficial to myself. And, you know, I've always felt this way about things. I've always been able to like articulate this way and stuff too. But like, what does it mean if all I'm saying is bullshit? Yeah. Like if I'm not following anything, like it just, it's, it's just, I'm a waste of existence. You know, everyone's got their knack. Everyone's got something they're great at. They're good at and stuff like that. But if you're doing too many hypocritical things and it's just like, what are you doing? You're just wasting everything. It's like over time you kept thinking of all the ways working out would help you and you kept building value. To yeah. That. Working out the people around me. It's just, I think, I think, I mean, I'm starting to work on, I'm trying to figure out the fundamentals of life as I grow older and stuff here too. And I'm going to say the one, I mean, the, the base that everyone needs to get handled before they think they can handle anything else is your physical wellness, your physical fitness, your, like your diet, who you are, how you react to things. If you don't have a good grasp on that, you're not going to be able to, like I said before, focus your attention on other things. Mm. You know, everything's a stepping stone or like a stairs, you know. Obviously, you can't, you take the stairs three, four at a time, you risk slipping, you're going to get, you know, obviously you're going to fall back down, right? You know, take them one, one step at a time, and you always make it to the top. Yeah, yeah that's 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 the meaning of that, man. That's the truth. So yeah, thanks I, for your time yeah. again, just coming here and sharing all that. Absolutely, man. man. Yo, I mean, appreciate you too giving me the time and stuff, and yeah, you know, obviously caring enough to ask me these questions and stuff yeah. too. That that means a lot to me. When I was uh, selling cars and stuff, I was selling cars for three and a half years. And for the first year and a half, I failed miserably, right? I didn't make a dollar. Like the place I lived in had more, it, more rats had lived there in the past couple of years than tenants had, okay? It was literally the worst place in my whole entire life. And you know, I kept on, I kept on pushing through that and pushing through that. And I even lost my ex-fiance and the financial stress and stuff, you know, because I understood that the skills were gonna pay off in the long run. Right. And that's when I was dealing with all my anxiety and stuff, too. And the one of the reasons I kept doing sales is because it made me have to deal with my anxiety. Right. You should. That's also that's a good point there is that uh, you should do things that make you deal with problems you have. You know, like when we're in the gym and stuff and say, you know, doing exercises that you hate is probably because that you just haven't worked those muscles hard enough yet. And you most of the time like lateral raises. Right. I hated doing lateral raises. Right. Now I can do lateral raises with the 40-pound freaking dumbbells. He's awesome. I love him. You know, I still hate doing aerial shit, though. Phil always has me in there doing freaking, like, aerial shit. I just don't get that. Oh, my God. Wait, I hate that shit. Yeah, freaking pull-ups. Aerial shit. Oh, it's ridiculous. Like, why would you? I am a land mammal, and I tell him this every single fucking time. He's like, get up there, big boy. You got three more in you. And he'll keep on doing it until I get angry, like I said, and I do it. See, that's that's a good friend right there. That's someone that cares. You always got to have someone that'll tell you, you know. I really like that, though. Bullshit. Do things that make you face your problems. Yeah, that's really you have good. to. And, and that's right there. See, I, I do believe that you run out of motivation. 
Like, there's days that I felt like fucking doing nothing. And I still feel like yeah. doing nothing. Like, I have if those I, days, too. Yeah. If I didn't have to get up, I wouldn't get up. When you actually have an obligation to something, like, you have money invested. You have time invested, right? You got to have something that keeps you coming back, keeps you obligated. Where I lack in maturity would be in more so in my relationship side of things. Because I've obviously had failed relationships bad most of the relationships in my life that have meant a lot have been bad relationships right and i'm not saying that in an oh poor pity me way but it's just the state of fact right and i've never had issues just saying hey this is ridiculous i'm not going to deal with your bs get out of my life right i've never had issues with that you know and that's one thing that if i like i i want to i want to understand and care about other people in that in that way right but at the same time, like, I can't understand people's ability to put themselves seconds for other people's problems. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that's why I was saying the A one day one thing is because it's just such a conflict, right? Because you could want to be the best person ever and take care of people. And that's how you should. You should just want to help people. You know, if a friend's in, if a friend's in need, you help them. It doesn't matter who. If he asks you for help, you help a friend. I don't give a shit, right? And, like, that's just how it should be and stuff like that. But at a certain point, like, as far as relationship-wise and stuff like that, you know, it's just, like, I don't know. It's it's such a conundrum. And that's why you got to be, like, that's why in order to solve that, you got to put yourself first. Mm -hmm. Because ultimately, you know, if when you, when you get in that when that that kind of situation, like, with toxic, toxicity and the circle that you get into and stuff, right? Like, that's because you're constantly, you know, putting the other pe person, you know, they're going to be upset if we break up. I'm going to be upset if we're going to break up. This is all going on and stuff, right? And then you get in this loop of like, I need you, you need me and stuff like that. It's just, it just, it just becomes such a hard, hard thing to get through. And then you stop focusing on yourself and what you need. And I think it always comes down to what you need because you can't be the best person um, to other people until you're the best you. You got to find the power in yourself you got to stand up you got to pull your bootstraps up and you got to lock down you got you you got to understand who you are you got to find who you are at the root of all of that when you find that there's nothing that's going to stop you no matter what people say what people do what other influencers that come into your life nothing can stop you when you know who you are that's it that was great. Thanks again for hey, coming man. here, man. Had a much love, that brother. That was amazing.